Hey everyone, welcome to A Flutter, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of the love lives of those pursuing a medical career. I'm your host, Anna Kulawick, and let's get started. Today, we have Danielle, who is an absolutely amazing classmate of mine. And Danielle and I have been through a lot together so far in med school. We are both in the same anatomy dissection group and the same pathology lab group. So that means if you don't go to our school, Um, we spent a lot of time together this year. And through that, I've just loved getting to know her and hear more about her and she's an absolutely amazing person and will be an amazing doctor and has a beautiful love life story to share with us so welcome Danielle thank you Anna um and I would echo everything that you've said I really loved getting to know you too throughout anatomy and pathology so lucky to have you and Jamie who will be in a a future episode (laughs) Jamie (laughs) (laughs) so excited that you're here um and so Danielle for those who don't know can you just explain a little bit about your like relationship status and history and just give us a background yeah so um coming into med school I had a boyfriend of two years who I was living with um and uh we, you know, had, we were, things were going pretty well. Um, and I think in med school, partially because there was so much stress and he had a much more, um, I think like his work life was very different from mine. Like he was just like straight nine to five. Like he wasn't really, you know, studying as much. Um, we weren't always on the same page. And that's not to say that like those types of relationships can't work or aren't meant to be. But just for us, I think I was always more stressed than he was. And, um, you know, when he was going through difficult things sometimes, especially when I was starting out with medical school and just trying to like figure out how to deal with the pressure and the stress, um, I had trouble like supporting him through his stresses. And that, um, among, you know, some other some other issues um, caused our relationship to end around December. Mm-hmm. And so then I was single for a while. Um, and then I started getting on dating apps for the first time. Dating app, I was on Hinge and <laughs> uh, met, so we went on a few dates with different people. And so finally, uh, about two and a half months ago, I met uh, someone who I'm currently in a relationship with. Nice. Amazing. Okay. So I have so many questions about this whole process. Why don't we go with more, more recently though? So Mm -hmm. before like getting on the apps, following this relationship you had coming into med school, had you ever been on the apps before? No, I had not. I I had met my previous partners in real life. Okay. In the wild. Great. So um, then what inspired you to like turn to dating apps instead of say looking amongst our medical school or like immediately like other programs in the school of medicine or just yeah I guess yeah I mean like yeah so the thing was you know I could either meet people in real life who would basically just be you know medical school people because you know there's you don't really hang out like there's not really much time to hang out with people Mm -hmm. outside of that Mm -hmm. I found um or I could you know try these dating apps and and you know kind of widen my the kind of the field of people who, cause there's, there are only 125 people in our class. Mm-hmm. So um, I decided, well, I mean, like with, 
when you're dating in the class, I feel like that could get kind of, um, things could get kind of tense or <laughs> like, you know, it just, it could complicate things. And I prefer to like keep school and, um, and like my personal life a little bit more separate. Yeah, so yeah. I went on the apps just to see, also just kind of to see like who was on there and, and like who I would meet or like even to meet friends. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I found a guy who's actually also goes to Duke, but uh, in the law school. Mm-hmm. So, and that was nice because, um, you know, not only would I not like, if we ever broke up, like theoretically, if we ever broke <laughs> up, um, <laughs> we would not have to see each other around yeah. so much. And then also, um, we also, we have like different perspectives on things. Like we're not immersed in the same thing at the Mm -hmm. same time. Whereas like, I feel like if I were like dating another medical student, that would just be a lot of like medicine just surrounding me all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to like have that that outside perspective to kind of like ground myself a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I've heard, you know, a couple of schools of thought when people think about dating while you yourself are in medicine is that in some hands, in some ways, it's really convenient when your partner is doing the exact same thing as you because they get it. Like what we do can sometimes be really strange. Like, you know, we went through all of anatomy together. Like we dissected a human body. Like that is a very strange experience. And so in some ways, it's nice when other people get that, like they get the gravity of that. But in other ways, I totally get it. Like you just want something completely separate so that you're not always thinking about sometimes the more like morbid or the really difficult things. Um, Yeah. yeah. So was it kind of something you were looking for? Um, Just someone who wasn't in medicine? I mean, not completely. Like there were still some people I talked to who were like in medicine Mm -hmm. or, you know, doing things related to medicine. Um, Mm -hmm. I think for the most part, I was just looking for somebody who shared my values, um, Mm -hmm. who wanted similar things out of life, uh, and who shared my interests. And Mm -hmm. that person just happened to be in law school. So great. Great. Amazing. And so as someone who was naive to the apps, like what was your approach in them? Like I've, cause I've heard, you know, again, there's different ways that people approach them. It's like just looks only, or they really pay attention to the all the prompts there like how did you approach this for the first time yeah I mean you know from like dissecting a cadaver with me that I'm pretty detail oriented (laughs) 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 so I approached dating apps in the same way um as I approached like dissecting a cadaver um I I I was like looking at everything right so obviously Mm -hmm. like you know I wanted to be attractive to the person physically um but like I didn't need somebody who was like crazy good looking because you know that's that's just not like that's just not you know feasible unless it always you know or a lot of the time (laughs) um (laughs) i hope i'm not offending anyone (laughs) you're fine it's like they you know they can't all be like movie star actors yeah yeah exactly and i i'm actually we were talking about this before too um you and i like i would be intimidated by someone who is like just so attractive that they were like pretty clearly out of my league like i I I, I would no. I mean, like, I, I'm not even like putting myself down. Like, I just yeah. like know where I stand, and like, I, I, yeah. And even if I were a super attractive person, to be with somebody who was super attractive, like model attractive, I would also feel like, yeah. you know, oh, is, is this person gonna cheat on me? Like, I would, I would feel oh. a little bit insecure. Oh, no, Danielle, you are beautiful. For those who don't know Danielle, <laughs> she is a beautiful, beautiful person. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I appreciate it. You, um, are. you have such great hair. Like oh, thank you. Yeah, my yeah. hair is my asset, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah so so yeah in terms of like what i was looking for like i i paid a lot of attention to the prompts like Mm -hmm. i definitely wanted to find somebody who shared my interests or at least Mm -hmm. you know i think minimally someone who was really interested and open to a lot of things because somebody could be like you know interested in you know sports whereas i'm interested in music um but if they're like open to learning more about music and i'm a little bit Mm -hmm. sort of a little bit over there learning about sports um that that will kind of like you know that that for me is it it just generally um represents the value of like being more uh what's the word i guess just more open in general Mm -hmm. so i was looking for that um just somebody who like i don't know was sometimes you can't really put your finger on like what interests you but I guess you know mm-hmm. to, to maybe like someone who just like shared my interests like the guy I'm dating now had put that he was really interested in art museums and jazz mm-hmm. music and and that kind of stuff and um and he also put some things that I wasn't interested in but I was like oh you know maybe we have a few things that we can talk about um for like a first conversation yeah and so and then the last thing is just um uh looking in their pictures like not even like necessarily their like objective attractiveness but just like how they're kind of presenting themselves in their pictures like there's kind of the classic mm. like you know the guy with the fish and the <laughs> like guy with like the the urinals behind him in the bathroom like Wait, generally, that's a classic like, picture oh i mean like to to me like i've seen a ton of those like what? just bathroom shots you know many <laughs> times the urinal in the background which to me was like oh. you know <laughs> oh. kind of like I, I don't know it's kind of like a silly red flag but i don't know also not silly. I, i'm like what are you trying to convey like i, I use public restrooms yeah exactly <laughs> like i don't just pee on the floor anywhere i <laughs> go to the bathroom for that that's <laughs> no, not really you know like yeah I, I tried to to find people who were like smiling a lot seemed to be having fun like doing you know things that interested them like even if they didn't interest me yeah um just that like they they have things that they they enjoy doing in their life and they give them joy um and yeah yeah you could tell even though like there were only like six pictures i felt like you could tell a lot from like just like the choices people made and the pictures that they put up um mm-hmm. and you know maybe like what their intentions were even like if they're like giving like more casual like selfies like in like three out of six mm-hmm. of those pictures or selfies mm-hmm. then you know, that's a lot of times I'm like, oh, that maybe this person isn't as serious as me. And that's kind of a, maybe that's like a silly, silly, you know, conclusion to make from that. But I don't know. I, yeah, sometimes you have to come up with silly things to like figure out whether, you know, you, you want to swipe a certain way on people on the apps since there's just not very much, you know, information there, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like you have to create your own filters of somehow, even if they seem arbitrary. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So what would what would serious pictures look like then, if not selfies? The guy that I'm seeing now had a picture of himself in a suit. And- <laughs> oh, so just like literally informal wear. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean they don't they don't have that. But but I think yeah, just like something that's like you know very clean looking, right? Like yeah, you know, okay. even if you're like at a bar like it's 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 not a picture where you're like getting wasted and you're like Mm -hmm. you know like have like two drinks in the air but a Mm -hmm. picture where you're like you know just sitting there calmly with your drink or something (laughs) because that's what I do at a bar I don't like you know it's stand up on the 
bar in my cowboy boots or anything like that. I, 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 like not at the honky tonk saloon. You don't like stand on dance on the counters. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I look for people who like seem to have more of a I guess a calm demeanor. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe like a like a hiking photo, um, like that that kind of thing where they're not like you know, going crazy or like making like a weird face. Like there's sometimes like a, you know, like a, like a, like a pouty face or something or yeah. like, a, like, oh, like a, like a squinty face. Oh, smizing. You smile Smize. with the eyes. I think that's a thing in America's Next Top Model. Really? You know that show? They were always trying to teach the girls how to smize. Like... <laughs> <laughs> For those who can't see, I just tried to make a smizing face at Danielle. And I don't do it very well. It was very good. That should be like the the picture for this episode. <laughs> smizing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There were there were, there were some like smizes here and there, and that was like an okay. immediate like. If you smize and you like are proud of it, proud enough that you would like try to attract girls with that, then or it like unless it's like in a joking manner, like I don't mm-hmm. know if we're like really gonna match personality yeah. wise. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point. Like you, you're looking for people, at least based off their pictures, of an looking for an energy that matches your own. Yeah. And you know, you have maybe are like more calmer, so you're looking for people who also seem calm in their photos. <laughs> like yeah. that, that just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Well, that I feel like is all really great advice. And for um, the listeners who don't know, I have never been on the apps, so. I love hearing about it. I'm like that annoying person who's like, oh my gosh, tell me what the apps are like when other people are like, you don't know the struggle. And I'm just like, oh, it's so fun. So. <laughs> I mean, there's like, there, it, it can be fun. Like it can be a struggle and it can be stressful, certainly. But um, like there's an element of it that it's fun because you're meeting new people mm-hmm. in the context of like, you know, potentially starting something with them that could last Mm -hmm. a while and most of the time it doesn't but there's always like there's that potential there and I think yeah that that's yeah that's fun and and even if like the date date goes horrible and like you're like I don't know if that I want to see this person again it's just kind Mm -hmm. of fun like just seeing other people outside of the medical school because (laughs) I feel like for me that's such a rare thing (laughs) (laughs) getting out yeah exactly um yeah it's 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 nice to just like see, oh, there are people who think very different things than me because a lot of the times the medical school is a bubble and we all kind of like almost have like a, what's the word when like, like a hive brain, a hive brain. Oh, hive mind. You know, we're all focused on the same thing at once, right? Mm-hmm. That's like the most important thing, the tests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is it like that, you know, like we are very busy and we're wrapping up our first year right now, which is just so much studying, like we just nose to the textbook grinding. Um, So what's it been like then? Like, how have you carved the time out to be able to introduce yourself to new people and kind of like tell your story again and again until you find someone? And then then how do you find the time to create this brand new relationship? Um, Well... I think you just you just find the time like you just mm-hmm. I, I I kind of like look back and like oh how did I have the time to <laughs> go through like oh, go on all those dates and like and now to like date somebody new too where it's like really exciting and you always want to be with the person mm-hmm. um I think it's just like to be completely honest I have kind of let my hobbies 
fall by the wayside, which is definitely not something that I would recommend, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just kind of like, just don't have time for everything. So as I've started this new relationship, like I've stopped doing some of the things that I used to like reading and writing, um, which, you know, I'll take that back up soon, probably over the summer once we start break. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think just generally having a pass-fail curriculum has been like very, very helpful. Um, I think um, finding, so like carving out the time that you're going to take to study and being very deliberate about it. So like, you know, it's, it can be easy to like use planned study time for other things and not even like, you mm-hmm. know, like to you know start online shopping and like stuff like that and I'm definitely guilty of that too but I think like specifically like staying at school going to this explore and just like mm-hmm. studying um like for like three hours and like that's my three-hour block when I'm done with that I can go you know see my boyfriend or I can do you know whatever I'm going to do um just like yeah making sure that I'm filling that time with studying so then like I actually feel like I've gotten something done at the end mm-hmm. um And then, yeah, I think just generally like finding a partner who's very understanding about like the need to do that. Mm -hmm. Like the person I'm dating now is a law student. So like, like he also has like that similar type of study schedule. So like he understands, oh, I can't see you until like nine tonight because I have to study for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's, that's very helpful too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes total sense. And I feel like that's just good advice in general of just being very intentional with your time and Mm. being very deliberate with it as well. Saying like, these are the hours in which I'll study and then I stop. Um, You know, and I think it just is helpful for creating a healthy work-life balance in general, because you can always study more. You can always learn more. And especially, I, I at least feel the pressure since what we're learning is how to take care of people, like how to take care of their health and potentially save their lives. Of course, there's always more to learn and you feel that pressure. But at the same time, you have to recognize that like, we're all so human and we also need to like take care of these other important things in our lives. And that includes like building these relationships that give us a lot of happiness most of the time, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And it's really incredible that like, you know, it's, it's interesting, like sometimes I've had weeks where I've studied more and I've had more time to study. Like I just haven't planned as much. And for whatever reason, like maybe because I had this mentality that like, oh, I have all this time to study. So like, you know, I can procrastinate a little here and there Mm -hmm. and like, I can go a little bit slower here. I don't have to like put my mind on overdrive. I sometimes don't do as well when I have like, when I have that, when I'm not like, when I don't have the pressure of, okay, I want, I have to stop at like this time because I really want to hang out with my boyfriend or, oh, I have to stop at this time because I really just want to like watch a movie or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. if I just like spend as much time as I can studying. Sometimes like I don't retain the material as well and I do worse on the test actually, yeah. which is really interesting. And I found that like when I compare the grades that I've gotten, like when I had like when I was like just focused on studying for that week versus like I spent some good, a good amount of time on myself, the grades mm-hmm. were like pretty much the same. So <laughs> I don't know what happens there exactly. Like maybe I just like, yeah, maybe I just force myself to focus more like, and I mm-hmm. am more deliberate in my time when I know that I have plans, but somehow it just works out. Yeah. Well, that's great. You know, <laughs> it means that you can still enjoy these other things in your life while 
doing like I guess the amount of studying that you have to do and you're like figuring out that line um and yeah I just think that's important like in general not even related to love lives just good advice you know like yeah, yeah like sleep that's something I'm working mm-hmm. on just like, making sure I like sleep is a priority but that's something so easy yeah. to push back um and something too I think you know like we find is that when you have like a partner in your life or just these important relationships in general. And it seems like, oh, this person's here with me. They get it. And then it's so easy to start pushing back on them. Just kind of like you'd push back your sleep or say like, oh, I don't need, I'll just another 30 minutes, just another 30 minutes. And before you know it, you're like not really spending any quality time with them. Um, And, you know, like that's something I'm nervous about a little bit for next year going into second year where we're on our clinical rotations. Um, It's like, how are you thinking about um still like you know building your relationship and like spending time with your boo amidst (laughs) a busy rotation schedule um yeah so the thing is like I feel like the way going into medical school I was medical school I was like very nervous about like having time for anything Mm -hmm. and I think the way that I've handled it in general up to this point is just like taking it a day at the at a time Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's almost what you have to do because we like learn things so late. Like, I don't even know where I'm going for my first clerkship yet. Like, I don't know like what physician I'll be under, like what residents Mm -hmm. I'll be like talking to or anything. Um, And so like sometimes like I remember that I'm like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing. But then it's like, you really just need to take it one, one day at a time. Like I, and I feel like, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to plan when you don't really know what to expect. And for me, I have more of like an anxious type personality. So if I do like focus on it too much, like it just, you know, it, it's not even like, it's, it's not, it's not super healthy. So I feel like, yeah, I'm just going to like kind of wait and see what it is like. Mm-hmm. Um, and just know that like, I feel like right now we're doing a ton, like we've got like our final coming up and we just had yeah. like this crazy derm bone muscle all these things test and then you know last week we had like the gi test so like we're like doing a ton now and i'm like if if i like a a month ago if i I looked at the schedule and said oh my gosh like this is this is too much like i there's no way i'm gonna find time like to be with my partner to do anything that i like during this week and now i look and yesterday i just spent a ton of time with my partner and like, mm-hmm. yes, it was time that I didn't study, but it was refreshing and I kind of needed yeah. it. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, I feel like, yeah, you just kind of make the time because you get to that point where like that time in the night or that time in the afternoon, whenever it is, you're like, I just can't study in- anymore. Mm-hmm. Like my eyes are getting blurry and I'm not retaining anything. I'm just like forcing myself to like keep hitting enter on the Anki cards. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, I think you just know when your body tells you, okay, time to stop. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I'll just have to like, I think, I think, yeah, like paying attention to what your body is saying to you about like your limits. Mm-hmm. I think that will be important for next year. Mm-hmm. But as yeah. you can see, I haven't like really gathered my thoughts about this that much because I'm just trying to focus on today. I'm trying to get it through the rest of the week, finish yeah, exactly. the final and then be free for free. Yeah. 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 No, I 100% agree. Like, and we, I feel like we won't know what rotations are like until we're doing them. And it'll depend Mm -hmm. too on what the rotation is. Like I've spoken to Dylan 
for those of you who don't know, Dylan is my boyfriend. Um, and, you know, I'm like, you know, radiology, I think I'll have more time. So, you know, let's visit more then, let's talk more then. But during internal medicine or surgery, you just might not really hear from me that much <laughs> for like a couple months. Um, but, you know, we won't know what that's like until we're there. So I, I think just like adopting a healthy mindset around it now and like realizing too that things are flexible and that things change. One of my big, I don't know, like mantra, I guess you could call it, going into medical school was there are seasons to life. Like there are seasons mm -hmm. for certain things. So like, you know, this might be the season first year of like so much studying, but we have more control over our schedule. Whereas next year might be we have zero control over our schedule. Mm -hmm. And that's a season and there's an end to it. Um, and But just like being flexible with that and encountering the challenges as they come. And yeah, I don't know. It's easy to say now before we enter it. <laughs> no, really, like, thank you for I mean, it's, it's easy to say, but it's important to say, because I don't think I've been completely thinking about it like that. I mean, I think, you know, maybe in the background, I've been thinking of it as like a season of life. But also, you know, I've been thinking like this, I've had this pressure of like, okay, I'm going to be 25 next month. Like, how much time do I have left to do the things that I really want to do? Because when you look ahead, like, okay, I'm going to graduate medical school when I'm like 28. And then I'm going to go to residency. And it's going to be like three plus years. So then I'm like going into my early 30s. And then <laughs> I'm like, my biological clock is ticking. And <laughs> I, I need to ticking. have those kids. I need to pop them out. And it's oh, like, yeah. it's like, you know, rather than thinking of things as like a season of life, I've been like thinking of it like as this block of years. Mm -hmm of just constant like not having much control over my schedule and being busy and like not being able to be young yeah. mm -hmm. and I feel like that that clock of you know youth is ticking and I have to like I have to squeeze out every like weekend that I can <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's that's me just thinking like right now how much time do I have and how mm -hmm. much time will I have in like 10 years? Mm -hmm. And, not, you know, that bigger picture of, okay, you know, maybe these few months I have less time, but these few months I will have a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's, thank you for framing it like that for me. Yes, that's okay. I, I Maybe I'm just, you know, the blind leading the blind. Like, this is just what I have to tell myself to <laughs> make mm -hmm. it seem more okay, but... No, I agree. And like, especially when we start mapping out our lives, like I think a lot of us, because the like the next decade of our lives is very chunked out in like periods of yeah. like three, four years. And we don't necessarily have a lot of control over where we're going in those years. Um, and especially now, like that we're like in our mid 20s, some of us are older. Um, you start thinking about like, oh gosh, like, when do I start a family if I want a family? And like, how is that going to fit in with that, with being in med school and or being in residency? Like, where in the world do I have the time for that? Um, so, okay, so here's a question. If you don't want to answer it, that is completely fine as well. But so you entered med school with a long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, obviously that ended halfway through this year. And now you're in this great new relationship. But how did that make you feel like hmm. considering everything we just talked about like considering it's like oh I have this partner of two years we're living together that ends but you're also like oh no like I'm almost 25 like and then I you know and then residency like did that 
how, how did you think about that? Oh, yeah, because I, I had plans with that person. I was like, yeah. okay, like, we've been together for two years. By the time I'm in, like, third or fourth year, we'll have been together for, like, you know, five or so mm-hmm. years. Like, that's around the time, like, we'll get married. And, like, I'm a person mm-hmm. who plans things out and really likes to have yeah. an idea. Like, that's why I went to medical school, right? Like, I, yeah. I knew we love planning. what we're going to be like, basically. Um, but, yeah, like, I, yeah, I had plans. And I think, you know, when those plans got upended and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is not a thing anymore. And, you know, all, all of those ideas that I had like floating around my head about what Mm -hmm. my future would be like kind of started to dissolve. Yeah, I think, yeah, I started to get like, you know, really, really anxious. So like together with the loneliness of like, you know, this, I had come to medical school with this partner and I live a little bit farther from school. So, you know, I hadn't really put as much time into relationships like with other people around me and Mm -hmm. within the medical school, I was like more focused on my relationship with him. And, you know, we were living living together at the time. So, yeah, I mean, that all kind of coalesced to make me like, oh, my gosh, you know, I need to start. Um, And that was actually also the time when I started to become more aware of like squeezing out every last drop of my youth before I'm like, <laughs> into the medical machine. Your last time to be young, wild, and free. Wild. I know because I, I had to, down. What, what did you say? Young, wild, free, Danielle, hitting the town. <laughs> Go into the honky-tonk saloon. Okay, we keep referencing the honky-tonk saloon because Danielle and I were in Charleston, South Carolina a few weeks ago, and we did go to the honky-tonk saloon, and it was a lot of fun, but just a little side note. You should try to get a sponsorship from them. You know, just keep mentioning them. That would be incredible. I'll, like, tag them, (laughs) at them, at honky-tonk saloon. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, like, that that whole, like, wild-free mentality started – after we broke up yeah like yeah yeah. now that I reflect on it um I had been very much like a homebody like you know didn't didn't go out and meet people was like you know I'm still like pretty shy um and you know relied on my boyfriend for a lot of things to like keep me Mm -hmm. company and you know give me like you know I guess to have that like social connection um and was kind of settling into the role of like okay someday wife basically um wow And then, yeah, when we broke up, I started to see myself differently and started to see Mm -hmm. my, like, life differently um, and started going to social functions more, you know, like, trying to kind of, like, work through the loneliness that I felt when, Mm -hmm. like, we separated. Um, And so, you know, in many ways, it was a good thing for, like, my own identity development Um, Mm -hmm. And also my, like, development of, like, what kind of relationship that I wanted because I realized that I didn't want my next relationship to be as insular. I didn't want to rely on that Mm -hmm. person as much. Um, And I wanted to have more of, like, a network of, like, people around me, like, have, you know, more, you know, relationships outside of, like, the romantic one. It's so important to have relationships outside of your partner in medicine because it's actually a lot to put on just one person if they Mm -hmm. are, like, your primary support and like your main support like because what we're going through is hard and a lot and if you're constantly unloading on just a single person that is a lot for that single individual to deal with yeah so in some ways it's nice when you have a bit of a broader network of people who can kind of like help share your burden um so it all that weight doesn't have to be just carried by you or you know 
the people you're seeing. It can be, you know, share the love a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I was, when I went back on the apps, I felt like I was like more, um, more of myself. Like I had Mm -hmm. come into like a better version of myself. I felt more comfortable with myself. I wasn't as like, you know, anxious about like people not texting me back type of thing. Like, um, yeah, I just, I just felt more, more comfortable in my own skin. Um, and, but at the same time, like I still did have that, like, despite my like wild youth phase, I did have that like in the background, I am 20, going to be 25 and Mm -hmm. I do want a serious partner. Like I don't want casual, I'd like tried a little bit of casual, didn't really work for me. So Mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't want a casual relationship. I want to be very intentional with the person, the people that I'm dating. Um, and so, yeah, I, I came in like with that too, like also like a new set of like, these are the things I want in a person, but also like, I still do want like somebody who I can depend on and somebody who's like, you know, this is going to be an official thing, like mm-hmm. type of, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. I feel like clapping for you. Like, I'm so oh, proud thank of you. you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we're like, felt like you were able to come more into your own. And I think that is, that's such a valuable thing. Like, you know, it's obviously beautiful when couples like grow up together and you know, that how they grow up really influences each other. But I think it's also really beautiful when you like discover who you are on your own, like independently. And then you figure out, oh, this is actually what I want. This is what I don't want. Cause just cause you know yourself better. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's incredible. Proud of yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, we're about to go into our little spring, winter, no, summer break. I'm sorry, my brain. Um, about to go into a summer break. So do you and your partner have any plans together? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be gone for two weeks Mm -hmm. on a family trip. But then after that, we are going to New Jersey to mm-hmm. meet his family Ooh. and explore New York and just mm-hmm. see where he grew up and yeah. meet his cats. So <laughs> I'm, very, <laughs> I'm very excited for that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then maybe like in August, well, we come back to school in August. We only have this short month of July, but yeah. when we come back, um, we might go to like Boone or something and yeah. check, check that out. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that sounds beautiful. I'm so excited for your uh, family trip together. That's a that's an exciting move in a relationship. Yeah. Well, Danielle, is there anything else that you would like to talk about or anything else you want to mention your thoughts on dating in med school? No, I think we pretty much covered it. Um, I think it's I think it's really interesting how different the experiences of people are with dating mm-hmm. in in our medical school class and obviously like that that's the point of our this podcast yeah. <laughs> it is interesting <laughs> yeah not really like uh sharing a revela- revelation there or anything mm-hmm. but yeah i i think i think my concluding thought is that this is an amazing idea anna and i think <laughs> a person to host it and you know that because i've been pushing you and pushing you to do this <laughs> fan there's a reason why you're the first guest um, it's because you're the number one fan in support I am the number one fan. Yes. yeah yeah okay should we try playing the differential game yeah sure okay okay so what we're gonna do 
for the listeners is play a game that I thought of. It may not be a good game. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be called differential diagnosis. And for those of you who aren't in medicine, a differential diagnosis is basically a list of conditions that you think the patient has, like the list of potential diseases or illnesses, whatever you think. And so top of the list is the one you think it most likely is. And then bottom of the list is still likely, but maybe a little less likely. So it's a list essentially, and it's called your differential. And so I wanted to try to create a little game with that. And so what I'm asking you, Danielle, is could you create your own differential diagnosis of some of the most important takeaways or things you've learned through your um, relationship experience? Okay. Um, so we should we should say three, right? Because you always need to have three on your differential. I guess or so. What do you, okay. However many you want, maybe just more than one, just so okay, we can more, say more it's than, a list. That sounds good. That sounds good. Um, okay. So I think I would say to, to know, for me, knowing what I want has been very like important. Mm -hmm. Um, like just knowing the values that I want in a partner, which is come from like having relationships in the past and also like going on a bunch of dates with people, um, just kind of like figuring out like what, what are my personal values knowing that has been really helpful to find someone who I feel like I'm comfortable with and who I enjoy spending time with and um, all of that. And then, I mean, obviously like the balance is very important, just making sure yeah. as we, if we, as we've already like talked about, like the, the balance between like not letting yourself get so worked up about school that you neglect the other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, Hmm. Yeah, those things like seem very obvious. Like they're things that are like repeated over and over and over again. Like I think they Mm -hmm. those types of things were like said during orientation, like just (laughs) balance. Well, not the part about like knowing your values so you can find a partner. (laughs) What are your top things you're looking for in a relationship? (laughs) Important to know in med school. Um, and yeah, I guess making making sure for me in this like my personal season of life right now, just Mm -hmm. making sure that I have like connection besides like a romantic partner like making sure that's not the be all end all which in medical school you know wouldn't be anyway because you do you have like you know you have more to your life than like a partner you Mm -hmm. have medicine which is something that like is like a a big goal um but yeah like just making sure that you stay connected to the people and the other people in your, in your medical school class yeah. and enjoy like their company as well. And, and mm-hmm. um, because in the beginning I didn't really do that as much, but mm-hmm. now like getting to know people in our class, I'm like, wow, I wish, I wish I had started to like form relationships with these people earlier because now mm-hmm. we're just going to scatter and go on our rotations, but these are such wonderful yeah. people and I'm so lucky, mm-hmm. lucky to be uh, in school with them. So yeah, yeah that's, that's no. my differential. I 100% agree. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think that is all that I have for you, Danielle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thank you, Anna. You're such a natural. Like, this is your first oh, This is your first go at the podcast. Awesome. And, like, I felt, like, you know, so well hosted. Oh, and... <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for being my first guest. Thank you for supporting me through my entire podcasting journey this first episode but leading up to it um 
and just for being a great teammate, classmate, friend. Oh, could go on and on. Danielle's great, everyone. You should all be friends with her. Um, <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Is there anything you want to plug? I feel like they say that on the podcast all the time. Uh, anything? Oh, cats. I'll plug cats. <laughs> the concept cats. of cats? What's that? The concept of cats? The concept of cats, because... <laughs> You and I both know that having a cat while you're in medical school is one of the greatest things you can do. Um, yeah. They are fluffy. They, mm-hmm. like, make really cute noises. They, yeah. like, distract you when you need to be distracted and also when you yeah. don't need to be distracted. Um, mm-hmm. And all in all, like, they just make everything fun. They make, like, you know, things into toys, like your Apple pencil, like that's not just for medical school, that can also be a toy. (laughs) They just like bring you a whole new perspective. So I'm going to plug cats. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate that plug. Should I go get Sylvie? She's been sleeping this entire time. I feel like she needs to make an appearance. Go get Sylvie. Sylvie! I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> and no one's to see you. Oh. Oh, Thanks for sharing you. your thoughts, Sylvie. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> she has the best meow. Yeah, she's really chatty. <laughs> it's sweet. Oh, okay. Thank you, Danielle. I'll see you later. Talk to you later. Thank you. Talk to you later.